You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, it's Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And we have our two guests here. Jatem. Kazmin. And they are here with the Postpartum Revolution Conference. And we're just going to kind of let them explain your background, how you got into this, and how you met all the goodies. All right, let's get started. Yeah. Do you want to take it away? Sure. (laughs) I'll start with how we met. Um, I call her Jazz, guys. So Jazz and I My husband calls me Jazz. (laughs) So we're good. Yeah. (laughs) Jazz and I met uh, last February in a doula training. And I fell in love with her there, (laughs) secretly. Um, And then we kind of went off on our own, started doing some doula stuff, uh, getting certified and and such. And then we met back up at an event at the end of February. Yeah, the Fearless Birth Conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talked a little bit more then. And then at the end of March, I had told her that I wanted to do something different for postpartum women. And I didn't know what it was, though. I didn't know what it was going to be. And then at the beginning of April, I had decided that I I wanted it to be a conference, and I wanted her to do it with me. She has so much experience with conferences and event planning, and I knew that I needed her by my side because I literally cannot develop (laughs) graphics. So (laughs) that's all her. She's the beauty. (laughs) Um, But I needed her as my partner, and that's how we got started. Yeah, and we've just we just work really well together. Like even though we like created this um without like really knowing each other, like we created this like how many months ago it was March? I don't know, March. Anyways, let's pretend it's five basically, months. Basically April though. April, yeah. May, June, July, August. Oh, five months. I can't do okay. math. Good job. Um <laughs> like I was looking at different conferences and I was like, it takes them a long time to get a following and to get sold out. And I was like, we literally created this like revolution out of thin air. Like we just met up and we brainstormed for a name and just branded it. And then with our kids, with our kids in the background, like there were bruises, there were tears. Literally (laughs) our kids got in fights. I was like, I think I want to work with you, but our kids might not want to. And and it just like has turned into this beautiful thing, like literally a revolution in postpartum care that is just not anything we imagined when... We, we first started, started talking, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just been so good. We actually sold out today. Yeah, so. we're sold Congratulations. out. Congratulations. So we're That's so incredible. excited. Yeah. I love and, it. Yeah, and just to recap, what we're talking about is the Postpartum Revolution Conference. It's Utah's first conference in postpartum change and care, support, resources, education, specifically for the postpartum women. Yeah. So tell us what the conference is going to be like. You're going to have speakers. Tell us yeah. a little bit more about that. So you're going to come to the conference and register, and you're going to make your own swag bag, which is fun. We've had a lot of vendors um, or companies donate to that. And then you'll come in, and we'll start our introductions and then go right into mental health. We think that's a good place to start because it's a little heavy but also very important. Yeah, and I feel like when people hear the word postpartum, they assume postpartum is an other word for a mood disorder yeah like my husband's pitched the conference to his co-workers and they're like oh my wife has postpartum he's like 
postpartum what? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. she has it. And you're like, oh, I don't know what you mean. He's like, it runs in the family. He's like, oh, depression. And so we're like, yeah, it makes it, sense. As opposed to the time yep. in your life. Exactly. Right, right. And so it makes sense just to kick start it off there. With that. Yeah. And then um, the next three segments really go into what could cause a postpartum mood disorder with postpartum recovery. Um, going over that holistically and how to recover properly and give yourself time and heal. And then we're going to break out and do a good lunch. That's going to be an hour and a half so that we can eat and do a birth market. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. You guys are going to be at the birth yep, market. You guys will be there. Yeah. And the birth market's going to be fun because everything we can't provide or our speakers can't provide, they'll get it at the birth market. So it's not going to be like a shopping center with people trying to like sell you all their clothes like a boutique it's like if you have a child with autism there's somebody there that can help you if you need a pelvic physical therapist there's someone there to help you so it's really there's a lot of intent Mm -hmm. towards that goes into it and we've allowed to be there yeah and then breastfeeding will come next and i'm going to be teaching that um and it's called breastfeeding while postpartum because i think a lot of people don't understand that you are postpartum when you start to do this huge transition um, from feeding your baby inside to outside and it takes time and it takes information and then after that we're going right into our new uh, thriving thriving with your newborn segment to talk about what goes on with a newborn you know uh, what you can really expect not what you see on the Gerber commercials but sometimes it is that so the good and the bad and then we'll end well we also have our work oh yeah yeah and so not only are people listening during it but they're gonna have a workbook and every um segment has questions for them to fill out and so the workbook will end up being a big postpartum plan for them to take home uh, that they can evaluate after and then they'll also get recordings of the conference after the event so they don't have to worry about memorizing everything they can go and watch it after to replay and always have it accessible to them so it's really exciting because we have that virtual ticket where we have people like somebody bought a ticket in california that's gonna mm-hmm. watch it oh, and stuff cool. so oh, really? like it's gonna be it's just gonna be so good yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. this is great for women who are pregnant now women who uh who have just had a baby or yeah. planning to become pregnant yeah and it's also great for really any anyone if you want if your husband and your wife's about to be postpartum this is how you're gonna you know be able to help her and even like a mother or a mother-in-law yeah times have changed yeah we've learned so much and um mother-in-laws and moms could be that huge support system for a woman during that time as well yeah well and i'm even thinking about from my perspective because i'm done having children but I'm so excited to be there and listen from my perspective so that I can support friends, my friends Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, just educate myself. We have some couples that are in the same position where they're like, I'm done, but I want to go for closure because it was so hard for me Mm. and I want to close that chapter of my life. And they're like, would that be okay? And I'm like, yes, if you need closure, come. And then you can also provide that same education to your family and friends around you. So really like all walks of life are coming because it's just... It's good. Planning and having a family, it's inbedible. Like yeah. you're gonna go through it, so might as well take it on. Empowered, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. Like we want it to be something that is empowerful and pe- something that people embrace versus something that people wait to see if they're gonna struggle with one of the things that we go through, right? right? One of our segments. And yeah, I mean, you'll have even though you're done having kids, you'll have so many aha moments. Like, oh my gosh, that's why that was happening. Yeah. 
or oh my gosh I should have rested and not worried about getting back into my pre-pregnancy genes you know what I mean like we yeah. all do yeah. that's the stigma especially mm-hmm. here in Utah is yeah. keeping up with the Jones totally we all do yeah. it and there's just it's such a sacred time it, it really is. is and there's so much to know about it and going in blinded is just recipe for hiccups we're you doing know like the next generation a disservice by not preparing their mothers because it's temporary but it's like life-changing it's like your first moment setting the stage for your motherhood and your relationship through that journey and so well and who doesn't remember that first year and then your birth <laughs> i wish you i know? forget it sometimes. yeah <laughs> you i mean honestly those first six weeks six months are something else yes yeah and yeah. to have something that helps you prepare for that i think is really like priceless yeah. yeah we all prepare like the three trimesters in pregnancy but we don't realize there's actually a fourth trimester and we need to honor that as if like your pregnancy is not done like think of it as a whole year mm-hmm. nine months baby in the last three months baby out pregnancy done kind of thing exactly yeah. but yeah people don't honor that and they're just so worried about like you said keeping up with the joneses yeah and bouncing back Totally. And do you guys still have virtual tickets available? Yeah, those are pretty much unlimited. unlimited. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So we can still promote those. Yes. Yeah, they're only 25 bucks, so and it's really affordable. They get a copy of our workbook, um, a copy of our slideshow, too, to review it. Um, and they get to stream the conference on demand or live. And then they'll be in our private Facebook group where mothers can go and collaborate, oh. ask questions awesome. and everything. So Okay, that's yeah. super awesome. So how can our listeners sign up for the virtual ticket? Um, if they follow us on the postpartum revolution, either on Instagram or Facebook, our link is right there and they just okay. click the link and they'll say virtual ticket right there and they can just purchase it there. And we have those still available after the conference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't really have an end in sight as of this moment. We yeah. don't have too much in the future either. Cause we need to get this done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're like, we'll do the conference and then we'll plan after, but yeah. I already have all Jeez. these ideas. I'm like, I love it. I'm going to like, just hide them in until after. So I don't overwhelm myself with another project. Yeah. We talk all day as is. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of why, cause usually, usually when we do a podcast, we don't like bring up dates and things so that it's something that we can always have a podcast up you guys are going to be doing this for a long a long time yeah. I can just tell by who you are and I follow you guys on Instagram and I love everything you do and just the oh, organization and everything so I just love your message and so I feel like this is perfect oh, we can thank you get this out there and and bring awareness to what you guys are doing because I feel yeah. like it's a lot of what we're doing like, we just want to get mm-hmm. it out there we want people yeah. to talk about it and educate themselves and and anyways yeah. so you're going to be doing more of these so I, I want to explain it and yeah people will still have access to it after and yeah. I just and it's so yeah. important like it's needed so yeah we're not going anywhere I love it yeah we so. don't yeah we don't know but we're not we don't know what's to come but hey, we know there's fine. something but big, we know it's gonna be great because we didn't yeah. know this conference was gonna be as great as it is yeah and, and look at how you put this together so quickly I know yes. oh my gosh yeah and like the companies that have like of just, course we'll give you this and we're like okay yeah well some we'll of them we it? haven't even like, asked yeah we get approached at this point yeah That's awesome. so it's really been very exciting yeah i thought we were gonna have to do like a call to action like who wants to sponsor stuff but it's all just been just coming Super we're like we'll easy. take it yeah yeah so. well and it's it's awesome to experience other people wanting to jump in and help with the postpartum stage for women as well yeah. because it's not just us I think a lot of people who have decided to be a part of this is like, okay, like, fine, there's something for our women, you yeah. know, in this particular area. 
and so it's beautiful to see how yeah. many people want to be involved and it's validating knowing that like like even you guys having us here it's validating knowing like this is bigger than all of us mm-hmm. like this is really a revolution to change like women's care everywhere you know and if we can just start with a group of women in Provo, Utah, like the sky's the limit because it's needed universally. Yeah, yeah. It's needed it everywhere. And so I'm just so excited. I have I have chills. So <laughs> you <yeah>. love it. <laughs> so I want to hear about you guys. Like what where where did you start with all of this whole world? Where did you begin? What made you get into this? <laughs> okay, I'll try to simplify this. <laughs> so um I'm a registered nurse. And I remember going through labor and delivery. Uh, it's a whole semester that we take during school. And I think there was a few pages on postpartum and just thinking, hmm, must not be a big deal, right? Um, must just have the baby and move on. Like even in nursing school, even as a nurse thought that. So um, had my first kid. She was a riot for about six months. Really still, she's still right. She's awesome though, <laughs> but really cried for six months straight. Wow. And, um, breastfeeding was rough. We went through it all, everything you go through still maintained it, even with some formula added to it and got back to breastfeeding. And, um, and then I just kind of went off in life, you know, continued being a nurse and I still am today. I still work with hospice patients, but, um, didn't, didn't handle what I went through and it was traumatic. It truly was. So I go to have my second baby last October and I wanted to have an unmedicated birth the first time around, but I had um, some complications with hypertension that had me induced and that was painful. So Mm. uh, give me the epidural at that point. (laughs) Um, But I wanted an unmedicated birth the second time around and I had read my books and um, decided I was going to do it. And uh, my water broke in the parking lot and we got up there and it was really painful and the nurse and my husband didn't know how to help me and it was too late for an epidural and finally pushing started to feel better i had my baby unmedicated i did what i wanted but it was not smooth mm. or comfortable and i had an aha moment after my birth where is my doula and i'm gonna be one after this <laughs> and that's where doula work started for me um i recovered though from my birth uh i had a lot of postpartum anxiety i know i had a lot of ps uh, ptsd from my first go around because anytime my perfectly not colic second child would cry i clammed up i couldn't breathe mm. i 100 percent just thought that she was going to cry all night like my first would and my husband would have to tell me jatem this she's not navy this is claire it's a different baby it's a different go around and i really struggled and then we went into winter and i had so many friends up at primaries and i don't i didn't leave them a house for about four months it was really rough and never had depression to where i wanted to harm my baby thank god but i um did struggle thinking she was not going to make it for a really long time like even at four months old Hmm. And then I kind of was like, okay, starting to feel a little better. Wanted to go on that doula um, route like I had previously thought when I, back to my birth. And I found Utah Doulas and Company and did their training in February. And I actually seeked out a therapist in January for my anxiety and got a lot of help uh, with Serenity Recovery and Wellness. They'll also be at the event. And they're in Riverton. Oh my gosh. Seriously, I ended up 
I went to them like for a few months and then ended up going to a uh, family uh, therapist just because it went with my insurance but they were so accommodating my insurance didn't go through them and they made it affordable for me and they honestly were like we don't want you to go without care so well we don't care if we don't take your insurance Mm -hmm. so they were amazing and then in February I did the training and just kind of healed uh took a few months though and even today um and I struggle with anxiety without kids but even today it's something I have to work on constantly and the fact that I went through all of that which what felt was alone and unaware and even the stuff breastfeeding the second time around I didn't become a certified lactation educator until May I didn't know a lot even my second go around you know and so I just uh, decided at that point that I wanted to do something for postpartum women I'd gone through it twice had been rough twice I was tired of it and I didn't want it to be the same fate for every single woman behind me I love that that's awesome what's a doula all right (laughs) so a doula um is well ancient times is called a woman servant but i don't like that yeah well Mm -mm. fast forward like (laughs) a lot of years and now i i like i said um i think a doula is explained different for everybody everybody has their own mission but i think every woman deserves like a particular approach to their pregnancy and their birth and their wishes and wants and um that's what a doula does they support them with what they want and they support them when things get hard and they support them when they're tired in pregnancy or when they're tired in birth or struggling in postpartum it's really to encompass that time and to kind of be that person they're like an advocate for the family too a lot of people think doulas are going to take over the husband or the partner whichever it may be and they teach them like how can we do this as a team how Mm -hmm. can you be a part of it you guys are both on the front lines how can we empower you yeah I always tell my couples that I'm there to do what you guys need me to do to be what I need to be for you Mm -hmm. yeah I want you guys to be as bonded as involved with each other as possible and I'm right there to help you coach you give you for example in birth different positions because you don't know what's going to help but gravity helps a lot yeah and And just sitting there is only convenient for the doctor to check if you're dilated but (laughs) it's not doing you any good no it's not progressing labor to lay in bed yeah no and so it's really just to be that support person for them and however that is it's different for every woman honestly i i can't say a doula is one thing because you're so many things for every single client I always tell my friends, like, they're like, oh, I want to do it. And I'm like, interview me and interview these other people. Exactly. Even though you and I might vibe, this is like your sacred moment. Like the one story you're going to remember for the rest of your life is your birth story. And if I, if how I practice doesn't align with what you want your birth story to go, like I'll recommend you to people. Like I won't take it personal because this is such a special Mm -hmm. moment for For you. you. Yeah. Same. If I have people who reach out to me, I'm like, well, we have a meet the doulas night coming up, which we do tomorrow in Salt Lake City. So that's exciting. And um, that's where women can just come and meet like 10 of us. And even if people reach out to me individually, I'm like, come to this, like come check us all out because I'm not the right person for everyone. But there's someone for you yeah and people always wonder like is doula expensive and there's different doulas for everyone and then different prices for everyone depending on like their approach what they include in their experience but some doulas they even work on like a trade 
So like, for example, if you're a photographer, but you're like, I don't have health insurance, so I'm paying for this baby out of pocket. I can't afford a doula. Let's trade photography services, you know? And so whatever you need, I promise you there's a doula out there that can help you out with whatever your situation is. And so it's not impossible to find one. It's just going out of your way to find one. I love that. So is a doula basically on call just like a midwife would be? Yeah, I've actually got two births right now that I'm waiting for any day. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, they got to be done before the conference, though, (laughs) because I can't handle that one. No, (laughs) they will be. But yeah, um, you're just on call. So so for example, my package is two prenatal visits, my standard, and then I'm there for the birth. And the prenatals are really to get you educated, supported, and aware of how I work and my style with some tools for labor for you and your husband or spouse partner to practice ahead of time for labor. And so that's why, you know, you go into it and you've got like a plan. Things change, plans change, life changes, labor is so unpredictable, but you just feel like, okay, if this happens, I can do this. It's just planning for really anything that could happen. So yeah. Yeah. She's a birth doula and I'm a postpartum. Yeah, Hasmin, tell us more about you. What because your background you mentioned was in events and stuff like that. So kind of tell us. Do you want to hear my story? I don't even know how to like go after. We totally want to hear your story. It was hard. Mine was hard. Go ahead. You're good. Um, Jaten's story is just incredible. Um, So I'm Hasmin. I where do I begin with my story? So um, growing up, I went through a lot of trauma like a lot of like physical trauma, emotional trauma, sexual trauma, you you name it. And growing up, I was like, I want to do something to empower women. I didn't know what it was, but I always was entrepreneurial base. Um, when I was in high school, I had a friend who worked at Forever 21 and she hated her manager. And so I was like, I'm going to own a clothing business. It's going to put Forever 21 out of business and I'm going to treat my employees right and I was like that's what I'm gonna do so I thought I was gonna be a fashion designer and I was gonna get an MBA and everything and I went to college and I dropped out because um, because of side trauma I had really bad anxiety and depression and in college I had a really bad um, abusive boyfriend where my anxiety would just block me out that I just dropped out because I couldn't handle it but somehow I ended up while I was in college while I was a college dropout, I ended up being um, managing this nonprofit for youth going to um, first year experienced students going to college. And so I would go work in the community and with their moms and do home visits and advise them like, this is how you can do college. Like, and it was really cool because it was like parents who were undocumented and thought that there couldn't, there wasn't an opportunity for their kids to do that. And I'm Hispanic, I'm from Costa Rica, so it was very beautiful. I was like, okay, maybe I wanna be in education. So I went back to school and I started doing my degree in education. Um, But then I got married and we had a five-year plan to have babies. And I was on birth control since I was 15. And somehow we got married and the next month I was pregnant with Ezra. (laughs) But I thought it was twins, cause like four weeks in, I was like huge. And I was like, oh my God, this, are, this is twins. Like, th- <laughs> like, I just started school again, you know? Anyways, and fast forward to like 13, 14 weeks, um, I had to get an emergency surgery where I had to take, like, do like half a hysterectomy. Like, they took half of my reproductive system out. And the reason why I was so big is because I had a tumor on my reproductive system. Wow. And so that was like mind blowing. But I kind of went through that alone because my mom, I'm a first generation immigrant. 
and so my mom she gave birth to me in quebec in montreal and it's like a public health care so she said i didn't understand french and there was five other ladies giving birth with me and all of their kids and so wow. she was like you just listen to the doctor like they'll take care of you and so i had no idea what to expect during my pregnancy but she was always there for me and so and then ended up dropping out of college because my pregnancy was just hard and everything but i still was like okay how am i going to empower women and so fast forward to Ezra was born i got really bad postpartum anxiety and depression i got um i was like really suicidal it was it was bad like i was really suicidal my husband's like when you do something and my husband he knows me he's like you love working on projects like i know this is hard for you you want to be a stay-at-home mom but like we don't need the money but why don't you work because you love doing projects and so I applied at Jane. I was like, they're not going to, like, I have a high school diploma. Like, they're not going to hire me. And Jane hired me, and I was their community moderator. And from there, I learned, like, content marketing. And I eventually became a project manager there. And I worked there for over two years. And they were so nice that they let me take Ezra to work with me. And then I took Leo, who's now a year old, until he was 10 months. I just quit working full-time a couple months ago. Anyway, so I worked full-time, and I learned so much. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm empowering women because I worked directly from the business-to-business side. Like, I would help the female business owners how to sell an e-commerce. So I learned all about that, and it helped me with my depression because it got me out of my funk. It kept me busy, and then I was able to go get therapy, and I felt supported as a mother. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can still empower women. Like, I'm not a college dropout. Like, my trauma doesn't define me, and neither does my anxiety. Anyways, I got pregnant again. We lost that baby and that was a super traumatic miscarriage and again i was like why is there nobody teaching on miscarriages and then or pregnancy or postpartum i just kind of felt alone in that aspect and then um fast forward to leo i was like i'm gonna empower myself through this and i like just immersed myself in like books and also in my culture i was like I don't know how things are done in Latin America, so I'm just going to, like, immerse myself. So that's where I learned about, like, quarantena and postpartum and all that stuff. And then I had Leo, and um, I was working, and I loved my job. I just, like, I went on maternity leave. I came back. I got a promotion. Like, I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. My career is going to be in this. And then I just had, like, this gut feeling. I was like, Sean, I need to quit my job. And I was like, he's like, why? Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Like, something just tells me I need to quit my job. And so he was like, hey, if you're sure, like you love it so much. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm just gonna quit. So I literally quit. And the next day I went to my doula training and it was just like, that's when I met Jatem. And I was like, just so quiet because I was like processing. I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> like, this is not my area. Like I did not expect me to be there, but I just like felt like this calling, like quit your job and go to this doula training. And I did it. And like, I just like connected all these dots. I was like, oh my gosh, like every woman needs to hear what's being told here. Like I paid a couple hundred dollars to learn this professionally, but this should be accessible to everyone regardless. And I was like, I have experience building nonprofits. I have experiences building conferences and e-commerce. And I was like, I'm gonna make this accessible. Like, I do not know how, but I am. And so while people were learning hip squeezes, I'm like, okay, how can I help this lady who's doing hip squeezes promote her business? Like, how can I make her more accessible? Like, that's just how my head works. And so I left the doula training and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to take births because I'm on call and I'm like, I quit my job. I should be at home with my babies. And then um, Jane was having their conference and I had major FOMO because I would help so much and I was so involved in it. And I was like, Sean, like, should I quit my job? Like, I miss it, you know? And he was like, just follow your intuition. Like, you did this for a reason, follow it through. So I started Woman & Co. 
And like two weeks into following, like starting Women in Co, Dove, the soap brand reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want to sponsor you to go to like this Latina business owner conference in California. And I was like, oh my God, do you guys need me to like exchange advertisement? Like I had like zero followers. And I was like, what do you guys need me to do? They're like, nothing. We just love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Enjoy. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, that's incredible. I went there and all the Latina business owners that I admired from like a long time and even like, like Latina mommy bloggers that helped me like through my experience because I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I just listened to the podcast and their blogs, they were there. And it was like an emotional, like out of body experience. I was like crying the whole time. I was like, you don't know this, but you were my doula and you're not a doula. Anyways, <laughs> it was emotional. And then Jatam like was like, let's do this. And I was like, oh, that's it. And so like the stars aligned and here we are. And so I'm building Women & Co and the postpartum revolution with Jatam and that's literally my story i don't know it's we're very like on different spectrums but yes. i feel like we comp- complement each other because yes. she knows like the medical side and like ev- like what i lack she completes and i think that's why we work so well together so yeah our stories are totally different but totally different and yeah. such both powerhouse women like yeah, you thanks. two are incredible it's crazy awesome. well, thank you guys. Yeah. i love how you were like your story is so amazing. What am I gonna? How am I gonna follow that and up? Then, and I'm listening to your, your to your whole story, and I'm like, is she serious? You're I know, both incredible. She's wow, incredible. Well, like, yeah. and it's just been so nice having her because we've been building this postpartum. Yeah, yeah. So like, we're both yeah. postpartum. Both of you well. have mm-hmm. babies. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get diagnosed with both, like anxiety and depression until like after I met her. I was like, oh, we're building this. I should probably finally go get diagnosed. I'm like, oh, you just have high functioning depression. So I was like. There's no way people with depression are lying in bed, doing nothing. And my husband's like, no, it makes sense. Like when you're depressed, you're chaotic. You can't stop. Mm -hmm. And so getting that fixed and just aligning myself and finding somebody that align with and like building this, I'm like, it's been really healing. So it has been really healing. And it's true. Like same for me as I'm learning all these things about postpartum, um, I'm able to look on back on when I was struggling and for example one of the main common symptoms if you are struggling with postpartum mood disorders is you don't eat a lot and I went like a whole month back in January just like not eating much and I just thought you know I just don't have an appetite but I love food okay I love food so much Um, that if I'm not eating there's a problem and now I can look back um and see like oh I was struggling yeah and there's like been a lot of aha moments for us even yeah you know let alone um i know that a lot of the women who will come will not know even the basics and the crazy thing is is as we've immersed into the birth world like we've been able to network a lot with a lot of providers and stuff but even us as birth workers now postpartum it's hard for us to find resources and Mm -hmm. we're immersed in it Mm -hmm. so i was like we need to create something accessible easier you know, like people can't always afford a postpartum or a birth or a lactation consultant, but if they can come and spend five hours one weekend, that can potentially save a life. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything we wish we would have had. It's is literally going to like, be there. What did what were our pain points? And let's just like help people out yeah. with it. So, and we've taken like other people's suggestions as well because mm-hmm. we've obviously both been through a lot, but there's more to go through in life and there's more perspectives to be had and so it's been really something we've gathered from everybody yeah. around us like what did you go through what did how did you feel postpartum and yeah. um we're just really trying to create something that everybody can learn from yeah and people are like can you please go over this and I was like 
somebody messaged if we can go over prolapsed um, uterine prolapse and I'm like I don't know how to talk about that because I'm not a medical doctor but I'm glad we have a pelvic health therapist who does specialize in prolapse getting like these people who are literally being vulnerable and be like I'm so excited for this but I struggle with this and be like okay connecting them to the right people Mm -hmm. and so it's just been so nice like and that's where we've tried to fill the gaps with because a lot of few people have been like well what's a what's your birth market and (laughs) we're like it's really just something for you to learn more about in areas that we can't help you with it's like extending your village yeah it's like the village is out there it's just hard to find and when you're in the thick of it you don't, you don't think you find. need to find it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's too late. Like, well, and so many women, we just think we need to power through. Like, yeah. we just have to power through. We'll just get through this and it'll be fine when you don't yeah. realize all the help that is out there and available, like you said, and all yeah. the resources that are available. And so we're trying to fill those gaps. And it's like, if you just got married, you want to have kids in 10 years, come anyways. Because yeah. I wish I would have done something like you. this. Yeah. yeah. I wish I wish we had this when I was pregnant with my first. But. Well, and kind of like what you said is you get a little too far into it before Mm -hmm. you realize and it's unfortunate even for me I was three months postpartum before I started getting help and baby blues it happens at about 80 to 90 percent of women so most and it should not go beyond two weeks postpartum and if it does it's something to look into Mm -hmm. and I went a full three months or so past that baby blue stage before even I was like okay I'm irritable I'm not sleeping I'm not eating I'm not myself i need something besides what i'm doing and people think it only affects the mother but like whether you're a man or just a partner it's like the perfect storm like you both Mm -hmm. are going like your family's forever changed you both are going through a lack of sleep nutrition everything so a lot of spouses are like i'm just going to be there for my wife when they themselves can be drowning and so it's like if we create this like awareness where their husbands is there hopefully it'll give them the power to be vulnerable in it and I think there's just so much power like if we just own our vulnerability like Brene Brown says mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so powerful I don't know I have no other word <laughs> no that's awesome and then Hasmin, you said that you don't do births because you want to be home with your baby so tell us more about what kind of a doula you are yeah so I do um postpartum doulas but um uh, postpartum doula work but I use a lot of cuarentena in it um a lot of my time i'm a really big nerd i'm reading textbooks of like what do they do in china what do they do in the middle east so tell us yeah. what that word is that you just so said <laughs> cuarentena, cuarentena is an old tradition that they do in latin america it's really known in mexico but it's done throughout latin america and it's mostly dead like when i went to california it was all latinas they're like you do cuarentena like my great grandmother did that and they're like can you teach me she died with it and basically and a lot of cultures, except for here in the United States, they believe like the 40 days are sacred. Like you stay indoors. It's not a seclusion. It means people are coming to you to tend to you mm-hmm. and keeping you warm, aligning. Like what I do is I go once a week for six weeks or more. But um, so I'm going to rewind. I meet you before you have your baby and we come up with a postpartum plan and we figure out how can we do like the f- components to have a successful recovery rest warmth um retreating in um finding a wise woman like if you don't have a mother figure out like i'm not going to be your mom but i'll step in kind of thing and just different and your relationship how is your relationship going to be affected so we plan all that out and we also plan out like what meals am i going to bring and the meals um i bring i bring them with every visit so after that the baby the baby mama texting when she's in labor 
and I bring atole, which is a warm Latin American drink that helps with breast milk, and it's really sweet, and it tastes like a dessert that you can drink, but um, it's not made with sugar. It's made with like a raw sugar cane, and so, you know, you lose a lot of blood after you have your baby, so your blood sugar just is dropping, and they give you a cold sandwich, and that's doing you more harm than good. You need warm foods because warmth circulates your blood, and so with the atole, it helps circulate your blood, but the... Um, the sugar cane keeps your blood levels steady instead of spiking and dropping. And then it helps your breast milk come in because it has oats and different herbs. Anyway, so I go in, drop them off that and a food for mom and husband. And then we schedule, okay, once a week I'm going to come in. Um, I let them rent my steam box and they can steam postpartum for 10 days straight. And I let them rent it out. And then when I go visit them, um, I bring them their dinner. I see how they're doing. Um, I do a closing of the bone ceremony. So um, as soon as you get pregnant, like your hips open up to prepare for the baby. And in Latin America, they believe um, when you're pushing the baby out, um, I don't know if you had or you have an outer body experience, experience. but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you had a natural birth, like when that baby, like that ring of fire, you feel like you're out of body because the baby's coming out. So they believe that your spirit leaves to make room for a new spirit. And then there's nothing there to coach it. And so our grandmas believe that's why we have postpartum anxiety and depression because our spirit never came back and so I kind of honor that in a modern way where I like do the closing of the bones and I like talk to them I hold space and I I do energy work so I'm a um I do Reiki and so um and so I do Reiki on them um I see how they're doing I talk to the husband and wife and see like what issues are there um I do a womb massage um, I do light housework for them and I see like what questions do you have how are we feeling and just hold a lot of space for them and answer any questions like if they're and showing them like okay like which is baby blues and which is like where does a professional need to come in and stuff and so it's a lot of like holding space like as if like your grandma just came and like took care of you kind of thing that's what I like to picture myself as it's just I just need to dye my hair white but um, <laughs> it's just like a little you Latina grandma <laughs> like from Coco just coming in to take yes. care of you with tamales and stuff so yeah that's kind of what I do that's so. incredible I've never yeah. heard of that and hopefully sounds, that made sense it sounds incredible <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it too because I feel like it's so important during birth and after and all together to have a party there that knows you in that in that vulnerable intimate way but also someone that can be not your husband or your mother-in-law but in those intense moments because when you're in that moment it's hard to be logical and talk you off the ledge and so yeah because I feel like even if you know my husband could have been like I have a super chaotic childbirth with my son so my mom like couldn't even keep her cool my mom is totally Mm -hmm. put together so I feel like a doula would have been incredible because it's a third party that knows what I wanted for a plan or whatever Mm -hmm. but that can keep their cool when it gets intense you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um something that I've noticed in the being a postpartum doula is that like you said you're with your hormones like you need help processing maybe something that was chaotic and it's hard to process with people who are still processing it themselves yes and then it's also hard to set boundaries like maybe a lot of people are like my mom's gonna be here for two weeks you're like but what does that look like like what are your pet peeves do you want her touching your laundry yeah (laughs) like and they're like oh no that would piss me off like then let her know ahead of time and this is how a proper conversation would look like where both parties are honored kind of thing but i've noticed when i as a postpartum doula it's like people almost like breathe and relax like 
she's here. She's not going to tell us what to do. She's not going to come with her own agenda. She's literally here to baby mom and dad. You know, and it's like they get to let their car down because their neighbors are like, oh, well, my baby slept through the night. Or are you still like breastfeeding? And you're like, I know you mean well with those questions, but like, just let them be like. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice, like to get your guard down. And even like if things aren't going smooth with people helping out, like call me and I'll talk to them and I'll let them know you're planned and like talk that instead of things blowing out of proportion. And so just having people in your corner, like. It's so helpful, I believe. It really does take a village. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Well, ancestrally, we had our village. Yeah. What happened to that? Right? Ego. Right? (laughs) Exactly. Ancestrally, like, we honored rest. We had our village. I'm, like, all into the woo-woo, like, embrace your village. Let's bring in the herbs. Let's drink some tea. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it so much. So your next step is this conference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And after that, whatever comes whatever comes we'll yeah see. And we we do our own things like she does women and co and her postpartum dual work and i'm a lactation educator so i do my own classes there and a birth doula as well mm-hmm. and then together we have the postpartum revolution yeah so it, there's there's things that will be happening on our own as well and yeah. then with our brand as well yeah so people listening that want to that have connected with you guys that want to reach out to you what is the best way for them to do that um, so together, if they want to like reach both of us, the postpartum revolution on Instagram, so at the postpartum revolution or the postpartum revolution at Gmail. Um, I do postpartum work, but this next year I'm going to do like a doula, the doula, like I'm going to doula business, doula, doula's businesses. Cause a lot of people go for the love of it. And then they're like, Oh, wait a minute. What the heck is branding? And what is a <laughs> yeah. content calendar? And how does that look like? So I'm going to focus more on that, and they can just follow me on Instagram, which is pronounced Woman & Co., but it's W-O-M-B, like your womb, oh. E-N dot C-O. <laughs> so W-O-M-B-E-N dot C-O, and yeah. And we'll include this information in our show notes so yes. that people can yeah. see it. And, and then, then for me, I'm pretty much the same. Instagram is my best platform, and I'm just at Mama Bump Birth and Beyond. So you can find me there. Um... And then my contact information is on my Instagram too. So, but my Gmail is doula by Jatem at Gmail. Awesome. Yeah. And I have to clarify because I messed this up because I'm super awesome. I typed in postpartum revolution at Gmail and it's the, the. postpartum <laughs> revolution. Just You're making fine. sure everyone knows that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Well, you ladies are incredible. Oh, I love Thank you for everything. having us. Yeah. Everything you're doing. Thank I can you. just feel the energy and the passion and the everything, all of I it. I love it. So. The women supporting women and mm-hmm. just empowering and educating mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. that you're all about. Love it. Well, thank you. Thank you for being our guest. Yes. Thank, thank you for having us. We're honored. It means so much, like, for you guys inviting us here. Yeah. yeah. This won't be the end. I feel like we're no. connected for a long time. Yeah. Happy want a lactation episode? Yeah. <laughs> I'll come yes, here for I lactation. I'd love to. That's pretty much my, like... I love the postpartum revolution, but I want to help moms feed their babies okay. so much. She so knows so much. I nursed my first one for two years and then my second one for two months. And I just sitting and hanging out with her, I learned so much. Like, I was going through her worksheets and I was like, where was this? <laughs> like, 
why weren't we friends like in high school it's it's the exact same thing as postpartum we're not told enough about lactation and every woman goes through it even if you decide not to lactate there's a lot to know about that as well she's super knowledgeable and awesome let's podcast it you're hyped forever (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to okay perfect and i want to podcast with you about working mom stuff yeah i feel like you've got passion in that and i do too so i love that yes do it let's do it okay thanks you guys thank Thank you for having us thank you for listening to the rising phoenix podcast if you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com for more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org we are recording from the stone sheba podcast studio in provo utah Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.